podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Dak Coombs Show. Well, 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 we're at crunch time. So much flying around another whirlwind NFL Sunday and I'm Mike in the house to help me break it all down. Let's get straight down to business. I and Mike, Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you too. Joyeux, no, no, bonne année, as we well, say in, in Paris. That's where I am right now. The wonders of technology. I was explaining to Propo last night that we went out for a meal, uh, this hipster Italian joint full of hipster Parisians. You'd be proud of me, Iron Mike. I was sitting there watching Red Zone on my phone. <laughs> your, your beret no, didn't get in. Your beret wasn't falling down over your eyes. <laughs> I managed to have one eye on on the games. Mike, first things first. A Green Bay winning the Super Bowl. I think they're winning the Super Bowl. I think it's setting up the greatest America's game of all time. I guess. I guess right now you, you'd say that Green Bay are probably the team nobody wants to play in Green Bay, at least. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, but I'm, I'm not sure if that's if that's going to travel the, the the Super Bowl road. But that that was. I mean, in a week of some surprising you know results and a couple of almost surprising results. That that mm. was probably the big you know the biggest surprise. Um, New Orleans, New Orleans over Philly wasn't as huge an upset as as you might think. Partly because Gardner Minshew was playing, and partly because mm. Nick Sirianni didn't seem to realize that Gardner Minshew was playing. <laughs> sure. um, you know, the, the, the great thing there was when there was a brilliant commentator's curse when they said, "This is the greatest team of all time on the quarterback sneak." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're kind of you're kind of taught to avoid that kind, or not taught. No one ever taught me, but just suggested uh, way, to, yeah. to to, to uh, avoid avoid those kind of things. Yeah, there were a couple of other kind of strangely blank. I, I was watching um, the beginning of the Chicago game, and and they ran a play where Komet came in motion from the tight end spot, and then stopped and sort of took the snap direct in front mm-hmm. of Fields to his side. They looked exactly like a single wing team snapping the ball to the fullback who's just in front of the tailback mm. and then he gave it to fields and fields ran for about 40 yards you know and fields had like a hundred and something yards rushing in the first quarter and i'm thinking god they could they could really roll through detroit like this and of course at that at that point they decided we better throw the ball <laughs> and fields <laughs> fields could not complete a pass it's like why why are you throwing let commit throw the ball you know you, you'd be you do just as well let him run let fields run you know to play single wing it's it it, it would work uh for a while at least in, in today's game but um you know yeah. someone turned someone turned the switch on russell wilson in in week <laughs> all it takes is getting your coach fired <laughs> yeah, funny that. yeah who is he baker mayfield um <laughs> somebody turned the switch off on baker mayfield up in, up in seattle uh <laughs> and the nfl which has 32 teams as you know well of course um one quarter of all NFL teams are eight and eight at this point of the season, <laughs> right. which probably means that it's a good thing that they have an extra week in the season to, to try and work this. it all out. Are you still buying? Because you've been pushing this logical uh, and understandable line for a while that the expansion of the playoffs and the indifference of many teams this season has meant that there are going to be a number of flaky teams going in. What's the point when we're looking at who might scrap in the wild cards? Your position, I think, has been to the most part, who cares because they're not going to do any damage. Has that changed now? Are there any teams that might sneak in the wild cards that you think Green Bay I'm looking at in particular? Tampa, obviously, will be a home field team, most likely. Um, but nevertheless, any teams with an indifferent record that you think mm, they could do a bit of damage? Yeah, I mean, yeah, look at them, look at what, you know, what kind of matchups you might get. Tampa at home against, you know, Detroit or or Seattle or Green Bay. Mm. It, it, you know, you wouldn't consider that in impossible you know it, it it wouldn't it wouldn't be a huge upset if one of those upset, eight right. eight and eight team teams won but Tampa is another one of the eight and eight teams it mm. it would be an upset you know if one of those teams were to beat one of the seeded teams but um you know but is Dallas that good I, I think when fields is when uh, hurts is back if he's if he's a hundred percent Philadelphia get back into shape but yeah you know, how do you beat Philadelphia you, you 
you take away their strongest point, which is the offensive line. How do you take away their offensive line? You get the referees to call a holding penalty when Dickens, Dickinson, the guard, literally had the guy blocked so badly that he was falling over backwards. And what he did is he was falling over backwards. He reached for the ball carrier who was running past him you mm-hmm. know, as he's falling. And the official clearly saw him fall and reach and decided it was a hold. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and Dickinson, all, all 5,000 pounds of him, is standing, is standing <laughs> yeah. there kind of like with his arms up, like, what did I do? You know, yeah. and they showed the replay. And even the, the announcer just said, there's We're no way ridiculous. That's a whole, no way in the world, yeah. yeah. Uh, the other great, the other thing is again, I watched most of it on Red Zone. Mm. When, when you watch Red Zone, you have no idea half the time of what's happening, and they don't. <laughs> they, they seem to they seem to skip the explanation of of what turned out to be interesting plays because some you know because uh, Patrick Mahomes has just thrown an incomplete backward shovel pass between his legs, <laughs> you know. Sure. Um, but the, you know, there was there was the tremendous um, punt in Tampa. Um, where, where what's his name uh, dropped the well it wasn't a great snap but he dropped the snap and then he picked mm. it up and he, and he ran to the sideline and then he punted mm. down the sideline to the two yard line it's one of the greatest plays of the season and of course next time they go back there he's punting again and there's no explanation why and i guessed why well, i guessed why there was a flag you know you, mm. you saw there was a flag and i had guessed that the flag was going to be for an ineligible man downfield right because the, the linemen are supposed to wait until the ball's kicked before they can go downfield and obviously with the guy you know scrambling around around the, around the uh, sidelines they didn't know whether to wait or not you know and somebody went but i mean a it was the most ticky 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 tacky of calls mm. um in that in that situation because it literally doesn't affect the play one one way or the other and b it was never explained you know you had to kind of go back and and, and see it to get what to do get you do it. then with with red zone zipping around so much do you hop on nfl.com and espn and look at the play-by-play and work it out from there? sometimes yeah sometimes sometimes and i usually have a second machine going mm. um well that sounds but, intriguing but the uh, <laughs> well, yeah the second machine going <laughs> a second machine okay. iron mike has two machines and and um the time the, the tablet i've got a game so I'll, I'll try to get to the game and hope that you know either they're running behind and i can see a replay or um and i watch i you know i get distracted and watch some games for a while and, mm. and just and let the red red zone occasionally interrupt spin around um, and i guess you presume you whatsapp supercomputer as well and have have chat with <laughs> with your old phone <laughs> supercomputer during no. the games yeah it's it you know well you know that from the days when uh my when um i used to sneak into talk sport and and mm. do so do some of the uh do some of the games i i can't do all three things at once you know we, yeah. we would have we would have the game on that was uh like the sky game i guess mm-hmm. and um and we'd have red zone on and i'd have the my computer in front of me but i couldn't do all three things at once i, <laughs> I could i couldn't actually start tweeting while watching while watching the two two things i don't touch type well enough to it to might take that. your wins i mean it's, i struggle with one thing at once to be honest so <laughs> you're doing all right <laughs> if you can even multitask a little bit so looking at that playoff picture in the nsc bringing this back to a few of the teams we mentioned then so green bay play detroit in the final week it's pretty simple green bay clinch if they win right seattle is still in the mix with that victory but they need other things to happen for them so they uh, will clinch a berth if Green Bay lose to Detroit and Seattle win. So, uh, and conversely, Detroit will get through out of the three if they win and Seattle lose. So Green Bay in the box seat right now, which is ex- an extraordinary narrative. What do you think about five, six weeks ago? Dysfunction, dysfunction central. Rogers is probably going to go at the end of the season. They're definitely not making the playoffs. And here they are now. Not just in contention, but playing pretty good football offensively, which we definitely did. And well, playing pretty good football defensively too. I, I I would say, you know, that that's part. I mean, part of it offensively is they really do seem now to have realized that the strength of the game is, is the, the ground run, game. Yeah, the run it, game. Yeah. So Jones and Dylan ran for I know, it was like 150 yards combined yeah, um, in, least, in that yeah. game, and they have David Bakhtiari back. Mm-hmm. For a while, you know, till till his dad. I mean, the poor <laughs> sure. guy. I mean, Bakhtiari's been like this for you, but you know, like so many linemen, once 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 you get that first injury, they keep on coming, you know, and they're they're so pumped up, they're so overly developed. Mm. Um, you know, you so you're carrying so much weight on your on connect on connective tissue. It's always hard, but he's always comes back. Um, and he's a really good tackle. Um, and and that helps a lot. But you know, that game looks 
it, it looks like a route you think, oh, Aaron Rodgers is back and forth. But, you know, they had 14 points. They had the kickoff return touchdown. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had the pick six uh, by Savage. Yeah, you know, so that, so that's you know that that's the the key to the game, really. I think what did what did mm. the Cousins have in the end? Four turnovers. Four, um, and yeah, but it sucked the life out of them, and of course they had to move away from from Dalvin Cook and Co. So yeah, it was it was decisive. So yeah, fair enough. Asterix against them, but you're right. Con- concentration on the ground game, which is what many of us have been calling for weeks and weeks and weeks. The the pennies dropped. If I could apply it to Tampa Bay, no huddle, fast moving, which they seem to they have to do they've had to do at the end of games and those games that they have managed to pull out of the jaws of defeat have been when they've been moving in that way why aren't they doing that more because the moment they go to that up-tempo faster pace which they were doing earlier than of course right at death yesterday they seem to to be really in sync so why aren't we seeing that more with Tampa Bay as opposed to this sluggish painful to watch offense that we see for much of the time that's a great question because who knows who's running things there um mm. You know, the the brain trust of Tom Brady and Byron Leftwich doesn't really seem to be in control. And and what we've seen for the past five weeks, maybe, is is Brady throwing 45 or more times each game, you mm. know, using, using that old Josh McDaniels dink and dunk kind of mm. thing instead of a run game. And when they need it, you know, they don't really have a run game. That's that's the hard part with them. Uh, they could have closed out the game earlier if they could have got a first down, but you know they they couldn't do it. Mm. Um, and although they looked really good in this game, I think their most valuable player was probably C.J. Henderson, because I don't think it's any coincidence that J.C. Horn was out. Yeah, and all of a, and all of a sudden, Mike. Mike, Mike Evans, Evans goes became, off. Yeah. Became Mike, Mike Evans of, of three <laughs> years ago. So is it just that? Because everyone's keying in on that, of course, the, the Brady to Evans tag team. And actually, even in, in if you look at some of the presses from the week, actually, it might have been the presser after the game, but they said during the week, we noticed in practice that something was clicking, you know, and maybe this was after the event. But the implication from the Bucks camp is that Brady and Evans have worked something out. Do you think that's overstated because of no horn and uh, and the injuries, or do you think? Well, I maybe think uh, yeah, I, I think I think no horn was the was the bigger thing. I mean, when yeah. I when I when I saw Josh Norman was on the field for him, <laughs> I said, he's I older than I am, Carlson. I went what? <laughs> yeah. um, you know, and and it's not like it's the same defense he used. You know, he used to play in Carolina, but it was that was a whole different defense when, mm-hmm. when he when he was there. So um, I think that's a I, I I don't know what kind of, you know, th- those kind of stories are like the Brady has a new girlfriend stories. You know, the who's a model and her husband's an Olympic something or other and she was an Olympic something or other. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's like, oh, really? Is that what is that what it comes down to? You know, and maybe maybe it does. Maybe we've been doing the wrong thing for the past I've been doing the wrong thing for the past 30 <laughs> years and, and actually looking at what's going on on the field instead of psychoanalyzing each player for how his <laughs> how his emotional state his emotional state is and whether he and he and his favorite receiver could you know maybe go out for a beer after the game or a diet, <laughs> you know a, 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 a delicious kale shake <laughs> a rock and roll let's say he proved he could party a bit after the after the Super Bowl win hey on, that, that's on true I mean that that is one of the classic clips of all time the the guy on the water, yeah. (laughs) Who was more hammered, Brady after the Super Bowl or Flintoff after England's Ashes win in 2005? (laughs) I'd like, I'd like some analysis on that in the offseason. Well, yeah, I think, I think because Brady was at sea, (laughs) his his ability to hold it all in, as it were, um, was pretty, was pretty remarkable. Hey, Mike, talk to me about Carolina um, and Sam Darnold in particular, because. He's impressed in in recent weeks. Do you think they go with him going into next season? No, he's you know they've got they've got a real problem, and and this is this is going to be true of a lot of teams. Um, you know, they don't all have Jeff Saturday coaching to make the decisions easy um, as to what you do at the end of the season. <laughs> um, you know, Steve Wilkes has done a pretty good job of writing that team. Uh, you know, just putting them on a stable footing, basically, yeah. which Matt Matt Rule wasn't really able to do. And he did it by simply deciding what he wanted to do, which was to run the ball. Um, and that made Sam Darnold look like a better quarterback because Darnold was playing much more controlled games. Now you, you saw it a you saw it a little bit, you know, against Tampa. When Darnold's still if if you have to make it a passing game, Darnold's still more a liability than an asset. Um, is that, you know, I still- mean, I take your point and, and there were, there were moments obviously when he could have, you know, clinched it or at least a clutch mm-hmm. situation where he didn't deliver, but 
he had over 300, well, close to 350 yards, three touchdowns. Overall, he's protected the ball well. Yes. And he's still quite young. I mean, he's still, because he came into the league young, didn't he? So what is Darnold yeah. now? This, this, this is what, what um, 2019 mm. draft, um, 2018 draft, um, yeah, and he was young. Was he? Young? He was only twenty-one, yeah. wasn't he, when he came in? So I mean, this this will be a case of, you know, do you? I I don't think they stick with Steve Wilkes. To be honest, mm. um, I think the owner Tepper is going to want something, you know, flashier, something flashier or be, or better, you know. Um, and then your question is, when you when you whoever you go to, does he does he look at it and say? I can come in and Sam Darnold. I can make Sam Darnold into a quality quality quarter, quarterback. If Minnesota can win eleven games with Kirk Cousins, I can win eleven with Sam Darnold. Mm. Um, <laughs> that's, that'd be great. Although, his, although whoever Minnesota sack, yeah, elevates a when, pitch. Yeah, when they sacrificed a moose or something at the beginning of the season, you now too, um, <laughs> and um, or it'll be someone who says, "Look, we need we need to clear out. We're going to have to build." We're going to have to rebuild again. Um, yeah. And the temptation would be always to go with a guy who thinks, you know, you, you can go with what you've got and rebuild around that rather than a guy who's going to clear everything out. And that means mm-hmm. another, another season or two of suffering before you see before you see the re- results. But, so you're not buying Donald that by the sound of it, you're not. Well, I, I think there'll be a lot of feeling to to um upgrade he's he's going right at this stage he's one of those guys who you're you're going to always going to want to upgrade from mm. um as opposed to be really satisfied with him as a starter i but mean you could yeah, have it, argued would, that the start they the season, be, daniel jones was that player though right i mean well daniel plus, jones to me still is still i'm is. not sure i'm not sure daniel jones is you know has proven that he's He's been worked very carefully, and I think and I think this week he probably had his best game of the season. To be yeah, honest, probably his best I mean, game as a pro, right? I yeah, mean, he yeah. really he really looked you know uh, looked settled, and and they, they I mean they they're going to have an in, you know a tough decision to make because, but I think what what's going to to weigh that decision is is there going to be anyone else out there who's going to offer Daniel Jones the kind of big contract that that established starters get, you know, mm. which is, you know, not, not necessarily the Kyler Murray um, uh, kind of Russell Wilson deals to Sean Watson. I mean, look at that. The three biggest deals you had in the off season were, yeah. were all, were all splat. Yeah. It's a um, great point. I that's mean, a good word. I like that. Let's uh, clip that up proper. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah but, that's my you know, I don't think anyone's going to be out there offering Daniel Jones that kind of deal. No. And I think the Giants will probably offer him, you know, a kind of mid-range thing where they where they'll have time to draft another quarterback who might be his replacement, you know, or, or bring someone in. I don't. I can't read Brian Dayball's mind, and but Brian Dayball's done an exceptionally. I, you know, he's he should still be more the leader for coach of the year. I think. Yeah. Um, and which is what we said, you know, halfway through you, the season. You called that. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. I, 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 after about three weeks, but yeah. but yeah, I think you know he, he went away for a while, and and Nick Sirianni developed loads of momentum and all. But I think <laughs> I think what you see if you if you're like a sports writer. Um, debating the issue what you see in the last two weeks is oh nick sirianni can't get that team to win with gardner Minshew at quarterback mm. and i'm not blaming Minshew to, in particular i thought they handled that that game they could have beaten dallas and i think a lot of it was hangover from that game that hurt them in this case but i think they also handled Minshew not not so well against new orleans uh could have done a better I and mean, he was sacked it, what, just it, five times down on that asking five times in the first half didn't protect yeah. him, but what else? What they were asking him to do, do you mean? I, I mean, they should have been running the ball. Mm. They, they ran the ball twice in the first half. You know, yeah, I don't crazy. understand how you come out against New Orleans and, and decide you're going to pass them to death, mm. um, uh, especially with your with your backup quarterback. In. But but going back, you know, I, I think that's what they'll try. To, they also have the Barkley situation, which is always a dangerous one. Not that Saquon Barkley isn't a really good running back, but – that's in part dependent on you're having an offensive line and you know offense that can can help help him out and be it it's really dependent on him being healthy being fit and, sure yeah and how many years do you bet on his being healthy again this is the first year he's he's really played the whole season in about 4 years so on that let's assume he is. let's assume he stays healthy and assume he gets decent protection and it has a decent line so he can he can make some hay would you vindicate moves in the NFL and what will it be? 20 is 2023. The 
deals <laughs> given to yeah it took me a while to hey <laughs> give me a break it was a long night the the deals given to Saquon Zeke McCaffrey I guess is a little bit different McCaffrey's definitely earning his 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 dollar in in San Francisco right now but if they were to pay Saquon and assuming he, assuming you could project and he stays fit does that kind of deal at the amount of money that he would command does that make sense in the modern NFL <sighs> If you can stay fit, because the argument is don't pay a running back because they're going to get banged up. And that answers the, that answers the question, really, because you know, can he stay fit? McCaffrey, uh, Touchwood has done. That's an interest that remains a very interesting trade because it's worked out really well for both teams. You know, the the Panthers Freeman, I think, is the leading rusher in the NFL. Um Devante um, for the Carolina uh, since the trade mm. and McCaffrey's played really well for San Francisco. He had a monster game um, last night and, um, and Chuba of course has played well for Carolina too. So that worked out, that worked out for both teams. But uh, I, I, if I'm San Francisco, I really want a healthy Elijah Mitchell because mm. I don't, I don't want to make, I don't want to put McCaffrey in the position where he's got to do everything, everything. all the time, right. um, and and therefore be more of a more of an injury risk. I think the other interesting thing will be that whatever offer, let's say the Giants offer Barkley and and Jones new deals, and they're mm-hmm. not, you know, they're not four year deals, say, uh, and Monster Joneses will be a lot more expensive than Barkley's, right? Regard, regardless which of how, stack yeah, up. which which indicate well, it indicates it indicates the relative. If, uh, um, the relative um, fungibility of ru- running backs as opposed mm. to quarterbacks. You know, mm. if Barkley goes down, you can you you theoretically can pick up running backs who can help you. Um, if Jones goes down, you you have a lot of trouble picking up another quarterback who can come in and, and help you. Mm. Uh, so, um, so I I, th- I think the thing with me is if Sean and Dayball can have control of of the giants or if it's john mara and and then i think mara will be more emotionally inclined to keep barkley and keep jones um i think dayball dayball's got that long history with nick nick saban and bill belichick you know yeah. he said that he's not going to let guys hang around when when you know when they can't really afford to let to, to do that mm. um be interesting to see which way that which way they go on that and if i'm daniel jones i you know and i know this doesn't apply because your agent's telling you what you're worth and all this kind of stuff but it's no coincidence he's had a good year and the giants have had a good year with dayball as coach you know who's as he did with josh allen is is right. very able to kind of you play to his strengths and kind of, you know, use, use him in a way that, that minimizes his weak, his weak points. And yeah. what we've seen is that Jones is actually a better quarterback outside of structure than inside, mm-hmm. you know, like, like Allen became um, less good st- sitting in the pocket, more, you know, better when he's free to run and, mm-hmm. and, um, and make, make things happen. He's, he's kind of like a mini version of Allen. At yeah. The moment. yeah, yeah. You know, he, he ran for almost hundred yards, I think. Yeah. Um, he's always um, been a good, always been a good runner. The It's a great point you make on the connection with Belichick and co and therefore a likely aversion to sentimentality, because I think looking at this season and everything that has happened for the Giants, the way it's played out, the connection he's built almost instantly with his team. There is a sense that he will be, they get there now in the playoffs, providing it's not a complete massacre. There's a, yeah, you're my guys, we're going forward together. But you're saying that's not how he's been schooled. That's not how he's been built. That it's that's less rather than more likely to happen. It's it's a great point. All right, let, let's move on to um let's move on to the Patriots, because that is intriguing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they are still they're still alive and kicking, Mike. I mean, can the can most... I recommend Mike Tanier's walkthrough column today? There's two there's okay. two brilliant brilliant things. One is this this story about Blaine Gabbard and his brothers rescuing some people off Davis Island in Tampa. They got on their jet skis and, and went out and rescued the people whose boat is had capsized or something. Wow, okay. And what he does is is he runs through all these different NFL quarterbacks and what would happen um, if they had tried to do the same thing. The best, the best <laughs> yeah, of which is Aaron Rodgers going out there and lecturing the people on what they did wrong, and then <laughs> and then explaining to Joe Rogan about survival of the fittest. Um, and then there's also the die. He has a dialogue between Belichick and Matt Patricia about that last call of the game, uh, or should have been the last call of the game for them when they had a fourth and four at about the I think it was the twenty nine yard line of. Yeah. Um, of um, 
Miami and and Bill goes, okay, send in the field goal unit. Mac goes, no, no, Bill, I got a great play. Just uh, <laughs> no, no, we'll we'll take the field goal that way. If they get a touchdown back, they can't tie us with a field goal with a field goal of their own. So it makes sense. No, 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 Bill, trust me, trust me, I got a great play. Because <laughs> kind of like what's what's the play? He says, look, we're going we're going to line it up. We're going to motion everybody to the right and leave leave Mac in an empty set. And then Mac's going to roll to the right where everybody is and we'll get the one And Bill's going, you mean you're going to run into the strength of the team? You know? <laughs> no, 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 it'll work. It'll work, Bill. So maybe me. we should punt. Politics going. Oh. And, and, and he says, no, no, Bill, it'll work. And then you know what happened. You know, Jones was on the ground in about a second after the snap and lost nine yards. Oh, and, unbelievable. And it, kept, it kept the game interesting for the last minute and 20 seconds. Yeah, but it did. They're, they're horrible. Um I mean, I I, I, I really hesitate to say this because it seems like overreaction and all. But um, at this point, I would seriously suggest, if I were Bob Kraft, that Bill either retire or, you know, become general manager or team president or something like that. Because in the end, the whole Matt Patricia, Joe Judge situation is Bill's fault, not Patricia's fault. Mm. When you watch Mac Jones, he looks like a guy who is be has been beaten every day, you know. And and he knows if he makes a mistake, he's going to get beaten when he gets off the field. You know, he throws these the, half their offense. Half their offense is predictable run plays, and the other half of it is Jones closes his eyes and throws downfield uh, to one receiver who supposedly is going to beat who's ever covering him, or or at least get him a 50-50 ball. So Jones drops back, throws that ball, and then walks immediately off the field, knowing it's going to be incomplete, right. with his head down, <laughs> waiting for Patricia Demoral to come life. and beat him up. Um, what about that late drive? I mean, was that then more luck than anything else? Yeah. I mean, it was an inter- well, it, it was an interference penalty more than anything mm-hmm. else. Um, and then being yeah. the Patriots, um, Jacoby Myers injures himself making the touchdown catch, which was yeah. a nice call. Yeah. It was a nice call and a nice pass and give him credit for that. Yeah. Um, because, you know, once they go inside the 20, it's like, you know, it better be, you know, 21st and three if they're going to, you know, to get a touchdown. You mm. know? And, but, um, but yeah, the interference was unnecessary, I think, um, mm. you know, on Myers. But um, do the Dolphins win that game if Teddy doesn't go out? I don't know. I mean, how do you say what Bill does? And when they defensively, they played a good game. I mean, there were a couple of moments where Judon was was like being held and just stood there after the play in front of the referee who's right, who's literally in front of, you know, in front of him watching the play and just holds his hands up, you know, like, what what do you what do I have to do for um, uh, for you to get? It was also a very cheap roughing the passer. Um, yeah, which again has become a real weird thing. Um, on Teddy, I didn't, I think I missed that rough um, call on, on no, the Patriots. Um, no, I'm, I'm, conf- I'm conflating two, two things there. Um, uh, I was thinking of both of Bosa's. Mm, uh, okay. So the, on, on Miami, but, any, but, but anyway, um, I, I thought Miami did a better job of kind of getting some run or trying to get some run some run going yeah but new england's a better team against the run than the pass you know they right. their secondary is really depleted they're playing with with scrubs they get they they were playing with this guy ray i mean they did a great job of stopping them in the, in the red zone and then there was the a holding penalty on ray whatever his name is who they just signed to mm-hmm. the tech to the practice squad during the week and he was in there you know in the key moment of the game i thought that wasn't that great that great a call but teddy you know i've got a lot of time for um for Teddy. Um, and, uh, you know, he's had kind of an unlucky career, I think. Mm. And he's not really the guy he was before his injury. Mm. Um, e- even so, but I thought they actually Skylar tied, he, they had a little bit of a spark for, for a while when he came in, you know, and then he reverted to, to kind of being what he is, mm. you know, with a raw, a raw quarterback. So um, with the, with the Finns, McDonald's getting a, a, bit of criticism i think perhaps unfairly when you think about the, the obviously the tilt they've been on which is why it's getting the criticism you haven't gone from what like a very comfortable position to make the postseason to now it's in the lap of the gods but the schedule's been tough he's been unlucky obviously with uh with Tua situation although that's one of the reasons people are, are challenging him and saying that he is in part responsible for the mismanagement of, of tour and the, the concussion situation do you think the criticism he's getting is altogether fair? Is it logical as a first-year head coach? Is this 
looking back, figured that this is a very inexperienced, raw, but obviously talented offensive mind. It kind of makes sense that it played out this way. Where are you on McDaniel? Yeah. I, I think that's right. It probably did. I, I wouldn't blame him for Tua's injuries. I mean, that's the run of the game. I don't think they. I don't think they put Tua in a position where he was more likely to be injured than not. Mm. Um, I think that it speaks more to Tua's game, the kind of game he wants. He needs to play. I suppose um, it's more keeping him in the game. That's the and the organization. Well, that yeah, I, that you can blame. I think that is is legitimate. Um, I don't think Mike McCarthy, sorry, Mike McDaniel, was blind to all that. He's too smart right. to be blind right. to that. You know, um, and I, I think the team and the NFL deserve a lot. In fact, I, in my Patreon column, when the first concussion issue came up with two, I wrote a big column that was called Jacuz, mm. um, and just and and I repeated basically some of those points again this this week. You know. And the, the the first one being apart from the ridiculousness of the so-called spotter. And, you know, there, there was a game yesterday or last week when Aguilar spotted the, the injury to an opposing player and, mm. and stopped the game basically for him. Mm. Um, you know, an instance of sportsmanship that kind of went, you know, yeah, overlooked yeah. basically by, by the press. But, you know, it, it players know it um, or, or can see it, you know, and um Hard Rock Stadium is the hardest rock in the stadium. Is the is the field they play on? <laughs> you know, because yeah. because artificial turf. Everyone says, "Oh, it's just like grass." Blah blah blah. Except grass isn't laid over a concrete base. Mm. You know, when you're when you're running on gra- on artificial turf, you're basically running on a on a rug that's mm. laid over your living room floor. Um, or your basement, <laughs> your basement floor would probably be more would be more more apt, and of course you're going to get more more injuries with it. And I, I, you know, I think it's one of those things. I think the players' association filed a grievance about the Carolina field uh, this week, mm. but you know, but I think they really need to get back on grass. Um, I know the economics of it um, are the reason why we're we're in artificial turf, and you know, it's not just the cost of keeping up the grass; it's also the the, the fact that you can re, you know grass you can get bad grass after, if you've had bad weather you know the it tears up the grass where it doesn't tear up the artificial turf sure. but um i i think if i'm the the dolphins i'd want to play the patriots every week <laughs> basically <laughs> okay. because you know there was that sequence i i can't get away from it. you know jones throws his great pass to hearst it, it's mm-hmm. a it's a floater there's no juice on it at all but he, he times it perfectly and hearst is running a kind of flag pattern on the outside and then the next play, he takes a 19-yard sack. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, a nine-yard sack. So it's sec- second and 19. So Ramondre um, Stevenson. Stevenson gets 18 and a half yards. So now it's like third and an inch or or whatever. And he immediately takes another sack. <laughs> sack. And I'm thinking, yeah. you know, it's like, who's in charge? Who's in charge here? It is quite like me playing Madden, as my kids would attest. Um, Miami have got the Jets (laughs) in the the final week of the season, so they can still make it. Uh, The Patriots face the Bills, and of course there'll be a lot. That's, um, yeah, it's almost impossible to say. Yeah, it depends a lot on what happens tonight um, and whether the Bills have have much left to play for at that that point. And if the Steelers, I'm the Bills, the big Steelers have got the Browns, so that's um, that's how that's shaking out, right? In terms of the wild well, card, so you've got yeah got the Patriots, the Browns actually played really really well. Um, I'm really sorry yeah. I picked Washington in that game. In the end, yeah. the interesting thing, of course, from that game is that Ron Rivera didn't know that he could actually be eliminated. He thought even if he lost, they would they would still be in play next week. Um, which is a very strange situation. You're kidding me. You, you your head coach, your head coach to admit. No, <laughs> no, no, it, it's, it's there it really? at, at the press conference after the game. It's there. No. Um, now, Is Rivera remember, done my, anything? What? He's done. Uh, well, that, who, who's making the call on that? That's the question. Because is Dan Snyder going to be able to make that call? Uh, yeah, um, good point. You know, that might buy him some time. Uh, um, now, Mike Tomlin's never had a losing season, which mm-hmm. means that Pittsburgh have to win this week. And he, mm. It was like it was like that thing in Major League where they they need to sacrifice a chicken. And you know, I was I was thinking if you see a big bucket of KFC going into the Pittsburgh locker room before the game, you know, Tomlin's there with the cross on and stuff like that. You know, you, you it's like Pedro Serrano. It's like you know, I. And you know the 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 gods the gods say that he's he's not going to have another oh, another uh, losing I, year. As you know, he is. I as I've long attested, the coolest man in show business. Absolutely. You know, I had P- Pittsburgh with three. I thought you yeah. know 
you know the game's going to be a three-point game. That's that's the mm. first thing. And yeah. it was. I wish you could have bet on it just being a three-point game. I'm sure you could. Some book somewhere would have taken that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh, um, Propo, Major League, by the way, that's a good one for you. Gen Z is out there. Uh, Propo, of course, the yeah. uh, well, unofficial leader of the uh, you know, and, and, Gen Z is. Yeah. And Seattle won the Geno Bowl, which I assumed that they would do. You know, yeah. um, not easily, but um, but convincingly. And um, good to see and, that. Yeah. Getting because uh, they've been in uh, they've been in the wars in recent weeks and the whole shine of Geno's comeback player of the year trajectory was fading. But there, that's a big win. Important. And as we said earlier on, that puts them back in the playoff mix just about it. But they got to rely on other people doing them a favor. Yeah, that, that's the thing. You And, you know, so we're going into week 18 and you've got basically three playoff spots available. Mm. Um, and of course, one of them is great because it's Jacksonville at Tennessee playing yeah, yeah, yeah. with a, with a winner. Winner goes in as division champion. Titans-Jags would be a great game for the last game of the season, except that it would be emblematic of what this season is. Two mediocre teams playing for, spot, out for a playoff spot. spot in the playoff. The Although the Jags, inside. in fairness, I mean, Doug Peterson, I think, deserves quite a bit of credit because the Jags have gotten better as the season went on, mm. um, you know, and, and our, um, our, our reasonable playoff contender. And I thought, um, I want to ask you about the Raiders might sing as you mentioned. Um, okay. Yeah. They're playing on, on Saturday as well. Again, yeah. um, against uh, Kansas city, which gets Patrick Mahomes into prime time, I guess. Yeah. Well, Hey, it makes, it makes sense. And I guess they were hoping that the time the Raiders would still be in the mix, that they gave it a, a good fight, but they're not, we haven't spoken since the Derek Carr news came out. And obviously now with the Jarrett Stidham's performance yesterday. So Stidham happened, we haven't seen much of him as, as a starter. You've often pointed out that a good backup is somebody that can do it in flashes, do it for a shorter run, look like a world beater for a little bit, but they can't do it long-term. So let's not overreact to one big performance, but is it possible that McDaniel knows a thing or two about quarterbacks and has seen Stidham up close and personal thinks, I feel this guy can be a bona fide or NFL starter, or is it just a big performance and we've got to be juries out until we see a lot more from him? Oh no, that, that wasn't that great a performance. Um, really? but he did. Yeah. Um, he did do things that card doesn't do, but he got lucky in a couple of, I mean, his biggest pass of the game to Devonte Adams should not have been a completion. Right. Um, Devontae the one, being the one the one at the end, um, mm. you know, it, it was on the ground. I, I don't understand. How oh, they, I see. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't understand how they could have called that a catch. You know, um, it, it was between his hands and it was on the ground. Mm. Um, but, but, you know, he, he does, he does know what McDaniels wants. To me, the question actually isn't, is Jared Stidham better than Derek Carr at this point? It's whether he's better than Mac Jones. <laughs> and, <laughs> sure. and, and, and to be honest, if you, if yeah. I think that game, was the kind of game Mac Jones played last year under under Josh McDaniels. You know, he they're similar quarterbacks in a way. Stidden runs better, um, and he wasn't afraid, you know, to run in this game. But but you can your arm as well. It's more expansive and yeah, know, he throws bigger. a zippier ball. And yeah. and you know, you, you could see that. You could just see McDaniels, you know, kind of happy to have a guy who was going to take what what was there. He knew where to go. Mm. Uh, they used Waller much more effectively. You know, since Waller came back, he was actually pretty quiet. Um, they didn't use Renfro as much, but but Waller mm. made made some plays, and and he got to Devontae Adams. And you know, one of the things with Adams, and you saw it on that great catch he made in the end zone um, earlier in the game. And Aaron Rodgers did this perfectly. Is is if you throw the ball where he can get to it, he'll get to it. It's not like mm. a lot of receivers where, you know, and and you see this, you know, the quarterback throws the fade. He just leads the guy and forgets about it. You put the ball on his shoulder one way or the other, and he will win the fight for it. And that's what Stidham did on, on that pass. It was, it was absolutely brilliant. Um, and, you know, it was a great game to watch. I, I, I just loved some of the stuff. Um, I, I couldn't believe that, you know, they settled for a field goal when they got the ball on the one yard line. Um, mm. And I thought it when the Raiders were up 24, 14, they had a real chance to break that game, that game open. But I wish uh, I also, when they squared it up, I wish McDonald's had gone for two. Had, uh, yeah. Had, yeah. Had, I mean, I, why not? Why? I mean, I guess you're thinking, well, we've got, we're still in the mix. If we win this one, we're still in the playoff mix, but I just go for the jugular, go for two. Yeah, I mean, Josh Matulis sounds like a wrestler's name, but you know, you get a block punt <laughs> on the one yard line, you should you should get a touchdown. Yeah. Um, there was this awful call, roughing call against uh, Joey Bosa, mm. 
um, just awful, you know, where he's there making a tackle basically on the quarterback as he throws. And they called him for, you know, body on body on top mm. of body, which is is ridiculous. But that led to my man, Daniel Carlson, cousin Dan, cousin Dan, cousin, cousin Dan with 57 yard field goal. <laughs> you know, I like that. So I was up and down on this one. Um, I bet you were. What do we make of the 49ers giving up 34 points? This impenetrable defense, the best defense in, in the business. How well, much- Josh, yeah. And Josh did a good job of, of, you know, picking out, picking out the spots on that. And, and I think, Part of what happened was that they didn't decide they decided not to do to Devontae Adams what you normally would do to Devontae Adams based on watching previous film. Um and then and then, you know, obviously Devontae Adams be, <laughs> became Devontae Adams again. Yeah, his yeah. catch percentage for the season is down from like something like it's usually around 70, and it was mm-hmm. down to like 55. And that wasn't down to Devontae Adams, I don't mm-hmm. think, as much as it was down. What is down, the key to keeping him in check then? Bumping him on the line and yeah, you want to. You want to, You're always going to double him. Basically, mm-hmm. you want to. You want to bump him off the line to get him out of his route, and you have to have somebody who can, you know, at least mm, go even with him on the fighting for the ball because he's got mm-hmm. such great control. I mean, the the catch that I was saying wasn't a catch. I mean, he shouldn't have even had the ball in his hands. To be honest, he he one handed it back to himself. You know, as as he was going down, it, it was an amazing, an amazing play, um, and. But not as amazing as the screen pass to Ray Ray McLeod. I mean, we love about Ray Ray. I just love, yeah, whenever Ray Ray goes, I just, you know, it's like rah rah Ray Ray. Um, so yeah, but that was a great game. I mean, that that was the one I really kind of concentrated on uh, toward the end, uh, watching that more than any, than any of the other the other three. Um, that was the one, uh, and obviously it'll be the same back in back in the UK. But it was the one that was late on red zone. And then Scott has to say, for all of you watching Game Pass in the USA, I'm afraid we're going to have to leave you. <laughs> but international international viewers, we'll we'll stick with it. Okay. And, and I'm about us. to pre- and I'm about to pre-record the uh, the goodbye, and you'll <laughs> yeah. see that whenever the game ends. Um, yeah, it was oh, it was boy. good. How's Red Zone in French? Magnifique, <laughs> monsieur. <laughs> in fact, I'm going to go discuss whether Jarrett Stidham should start for the Raiders down at the Pompidou. In, uh, well, in that's going to be it's going to be an interesting thing um, because cars. You, you've got such a weird quarterback situation this year when the carousel starts because there's nobody out there who's you know like an automatic an automatic go get him. And mm. based on the automatic go get him's from this year, you got to be re- really careful, careful about sure. it. And based on, you know, as we said, Green Bay is not Aaron Rodgers all of a sudden revitalized, you know, like like um, uh, Superman having the kryptonite removed from him or something, <laughs> something like that. He's General Todd in this. Yeah. Uh, and, and, I, I'm, and I'm not convinced Tom Brady's on to present back there either uh, on, on the team. So I think there's going to be, you know, guys like Garoppolo and yeah, and Carr, um, Carr yeah. are, you know, they're going to have this. Big Jones, if he's on, if he hits the market, you know, they're they're going to be big questions about that, and mm. and which coaches or, or organizations are going to want to take a chance on those guys? Is or would you? It, could you argue, Mike? It's I mean, it's a really interesting point that the big bucks deals of Wilson of Kyler, that if Garoppolo and there's a big if, I I get it, but if Garoppolo and Carr are, are happy to settle for less, that actually it does make a measured. It's a measure call from a GM to say, well, I'm oh, not absolute, absolutely. I, no, nobody's going to throw that money at those mm. guys. I, I I just can't see that happening. Um, and, you, you know, so you can sometimes argue that it's worth overspending to keep your guy. Mm. But, you know, but you're always going to have to pay more to keep your guy than to bring in somebody else. The question is, is there anyone else you can you can bring in? Um, or, or that's always kind of like the point. But. We've discussed Kyler Murray over and over again. I mean, Arizona was just so stupid to do that in mm. in the first place. Russell Wilson, you're taking a big chance on a guy whose effectiveness had obviously been reduced in his last couple of years on on Seattle, and thinking you can rejuvenate him. And you know, and now if you argue, okay, he's rejuvenated in week 17 of the season, uh, you know, this could be a great tease. It, it's you. It's really hard to base 
to base your evaluations of the whole season on the on the very end of it, you know, sure. especially when you're co- when it's going to be another coach coming in because I, you know, they're going to obviously bring in bring in somebody else. So you know, and Deshaun Watson, Cleveland played a great game, but it wasn't because of Deshaun Watson at, at quarterback. Um, I don't think Deshaun's made a difference in any of their games really, unless you you think that well maybe Jacoby Brissett couldn't do this, you know. Um, mm. what what Watson has done, but he hasn't done very much, you know, and okay, coming off of, you know, he's rusty coming off a long way off and might be different when he, when he works with the team, but, but you've spent a whole lot of money on, on guys where there's no, I mean, obviously there's never mm. a guarantee, but, but the question is, can they have, can they make the difference to your team that, you know, that you think they, that they can, um, and especially, I I think we talked last week. Denver thought they were in a one quarterback away from yep. being contenders. Okay, so in that sense, it makes it makes a certain amount of sense. We thought that that division was going to have four playoff teams. And yep. A lot of people were saying because they had four great quarterbacks. And when you stack the quarterbacks up, my rankings were Mahomes was one. Um, um, uh, Herb, Herbert was was obviously two, and then between Wilson and and Carr, I I added I added I think Wilson three, Carr four, um, and it actually worked out. They were both four. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is it is fascinating whether you you shell out for a mid tier a Cousins esque quarterback, Garoppolo, Carr kind of player, and spend the extra money you've got on a CMC, a Saquon kind of player, and whether you'll see teams looking at, at doing that more distributing it more uh, uh, being averse to because yeah with kyle with all three of them for different reasons it's fascinating whether yeah i mean you, you could argue you're better off bringing in spending your money on an offensive line and a couple of good receivers yeah, yeah right? and a running back as you say and, if and you have a good you know and then and then getting yeah. a competent putting a yeah. competent quarterback in there rather than spending all the money on a quarterback. Um, yeah. And I think somebody made a little meme about that before the season started about, um, you know, and, and you see the result, you know, part mm. of Denver's problem was they didn't have an offensive line. Mm. Um, and Wilson's not as mobile as he used to be, although he looked at last he looked week. Decent, yeah. I, last I, I don't know what went on. All, all of a sudden he was running like Russell Wilson from mm. five years ago. Um but yeah, you know, that it it's funny because the rebuild thing is going is going to be really really different. And all these teams, these eight teams who were eight and eight, you know, if they finish nine and eight and make the playoffs, is that are they going to say, "Ooh, we had a successful season"? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the ones that do are deluding themselves. Yeah, you know, um, unless as you say, it's the ones that have finished strongly and are you know trending in the right direction that have turned things right. The Jags, I guess, are a good example of that. That. Yeah. Uh, you know, Detroit it, will be looking and, and, you know, there's a team that you're looking and you're saying, okay, we're a few players away. Mm. Is one of them the quarterback? You know, I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure Goff wasn't the best quarterback in the NFC mm. this year. I mean, yeah, yeah, you know, Dak, point. Dak, um, well, Hertz, Hertz probably you'd have to say is, is number sure. one, but Hertz is in a great position to succeed there. It's a fair know, call that Goff's got to be a top, top five quarterback. Yeah, but is Goff, was Goff worse than Cousins this year? Um, you know, was he worse than Dak? You know, maybe maybe a little. Um, is he worse than Brock Purdy? I mean, you know, Brock <laughs> yeah. Purdy, Brock Purdy is the monkey wrench that you can throw into the quarterback <laughs> conversations in this. If if the Niners, it's kind of, it's kind of like when Nick Mullins was their backup. And they actually Mullins. did wow, they actually did relatively well with Nick mm. Mullins, you know, not not as great, but but um he you know to say about um Brock Purdy, he's no Blaine Gabbert, I'm Mike. That's all I'm gonna <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I'm going to say. Yeah. Now, listen, your Patreon column. because Kind of like answer. me. Kind of like me. You know, if you, you have to play within yourself, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go to hit the streets of Paris with ma famille. So what are you writing about this week for your Patreon column? What are you going to focus Ooh, on? It's a good point. Boy, I've really written myself out the last couple of weeks and, and spent a lot of time. I've got to say, I've got enjoyed. I enjoyed your latest on the on the Eurostar over, actually. It's, but it was a big old read. I mean, there's a lot. You're getting a lot of value if you're subscribing to Mike's column. Patreon.com forward slash Mike. Yeah. FMT. Is I guess we'll, we'll, we'll have to talk about the college game, too. There's yeah. nothing like watching a hardball lose. Oh, boy. Does that <laughs> locked him into an NFL gig now? I mean, that Michigan was, uh... are such whiners. Wesleyan beat Michigan in 19 in 1888. <laughs> and they're still contesting it. They still won't accept that they lost to Wesleyan and that they've never beaten Wesleyan. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Bring it on. Bring it on. What were they, yeah. double-digit underdogs in that? It must have been close to, right? 
TCU, yeah, yeah. they were. Yeah, um, yeah. And yeah, the conspiracy theory is that the referees were from the SEC, so they wanted to make sure that they could get one Big Ten team out of the game. But honestly, Michigan uh, lost that game themselves, even though I agree that the two the two touchdowns, uh, so the, the first touchdown they didn't give should have. Been, I think right? it was a touchdown. Yeah, it yeah. was. But on the other hand, you should score. First yeah, of all, yeah, at, yeah, at the six-inch yeah, sure, line, sure. you know, yeah, not yeah. fumble the ball away. And the, set, the second one, the targeting call, I thought should have been a penalty. Mm. Um, but again, we're in 24 seconds where they're going to go down the rest of the field. I, mm. I don't I don't really think so. Credit to TCU. Yeah. Um, they don't get much, you know, you don't get much love if you're not from the Big Ten or the SEC. We'll have to check so in I, with um, with Ben on the little uh, college days preview for the for the championship game. Maybe sneak sneak that in, and you'll be writing about it in your column. Of course, ask him about the real big game, though. The real big game. What's real the real big, big college game? championship game? Oh, here we go. What what is it? South Dakota State against North Dakota State. <laughs> yeah, I knew it. FCS, okay. FCS okay. final. The they got legitimately. They, they won the whole playoff. They they both gotten through the. You know, That's going to be a big the twenty fourteen playoff system. Whereas you know. It's just you no get appointed yeah. to the playoffs. Yeah. What are in the differences the, between, in the same way you I don't look at the differences between Betis and Seville, uh, what's the South Dakota, North Dakota split? Um, South Dakota State's more, um, they've got a more balanced offense. Okay. Uh, they're both pretty good defensively. Yeah. Uh, but North Dakota State won their semifinal game completing one pass. <laughs> that's that awesome I'll, I'll go for, for five that. for five Who's yards that, that was one south, for, south dakota with that did that one north dakota state oh, north dakota. the bison okay. all right you know, one for one for ten for five yards passing and they and they won over immaculate word um in I a thriller it. south dakota state the jackrabbits go jackrabbits i think that the north dakota offensive coordinator is going to be at the patriots next season that's just my hot <laughs> take i'll leave you with that maybe I'll they'll draft the quarterback <laughs> <laughs> all right mike it's great to catch up with you as yeah, ever happy to hear buddy yeah. at Carlson yeah. Sports. How you bonjour, me? bonjour name on any thanks bud take care see you soon brilliant stuff from iron mike we're back later on this week me and propo Edge rushing, that's uh, going to drop Friday. FFS as well will be back with the Guru Sandrini back from his vacation. Uh, where, did, where did he, Tibet? I think he went to Tibet. Uh, anyway, the Guru is back uh, as we get towards uh, the end of the regular fantasy season. But of course, there's lots of daily fantasy to play as we get into the playoffs and of course, head to the Super Bowl weekly contest in our listener league. So uh, stick with us on FFS and get involved with all of that. And I'm looking forward to getting into Edge Rush with Propo. No comment. Nothing. I'm going to let them sit in my lap up now. We'll see you then. Bye for now. Sports Social Podcast Network.